have insults? No, I don't have insults. <laughs> Are you kidding me? After what we just went through? And that's your intro. Welcome to the Legendarium, ladies and gentlemen. No, I really don't have any insults. That's fine, Matt. All right. Uh, okay. Here we go. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Legendarium Podcast. I am Craig, your host. Uh, let's see. Over here, I think he's on camera three. Ryan. Welcome, Ryan. Yep. Hi, everybody. Uh, and uh, over on camera two, we have three cameras. We have Todd. Say that's hi, so Todd. Awesome. Hi, Todd. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you know he does that. You know he does that That was every a meatball time. over the plate, and you just served it, it up perfectly. The thing is, it's not. It's not. It's really not. It's not funny. Nobody laughs, except for I you. Laugh. I'll bet people I laugh. laugh. Like, All right. A little well, bit. A little bit. Let's, introduce, let's introduce our right fourth here. Our fourth panelist today, Vilya Johnson. Yeah. Vilya, welcome back. Thank you. Is this three? Number three? Number three. Yeah. Okay. So, Vilya is uh, the reason we have Vilya here today is because Vilya is our uh, our non non resident, our visiting, Mm -hmm. our adjunct uh, (laughs) expert on all things Batman. Mm -hmm. And we are talking Batman uh, along with some other things today. So, Vilya, thank you for being here. Yeah. Uh, Vilya, do you want to tell everybody why you are here tonight and how, how this all came about? Tell me the, or, yeah, what was the text you sent me last night? So I finally saw the Batman and I texted Craig and said, Craig, I'm so offended that you haven't done a podcast about the Batman because as soon as I watched the movie, <laughs> I went to go see what Craig had to say about the Batman and it wasn't there. And then he immediately said, we're talking about it tomorrow. Come join us. And here I am. Yeah, it was it literally it was already scheduled. Uh, Todd and I were talking about it. And so it was already scheduled. And you happened to text me the day before. And perfect. And, and I was I was actually I was very disappointed in myself that I hadn't thought to invite you already. So my apologies. I will never forgive you. Uh, but anyway. OK, so that's uh, <laughs> today. We're talking about the Batman and Probably a lot of other just kind of generic or general, maybe is the better word, general comic book movie stuff. We're, we're going to have a lot to go over uh, with that. But the Batman is the uh, the inciting incident, one might say, for this episode. Oh, okay. Like uh, so, all right. Before we get to that, please, everybody go to thelegendarium.com. Go check out, uh, check out our wares. All the past episodes are there. Uh, you can check out things by, by author. You can check out our links to Patreon. Uh, and what's the other thing called? Discord. It's all there. Everything's there. Thelegendarium.com. So go please uh, please check it out and uh, play around with it. Break it because I'm having somebody work on uh, fixing it right now. So hopefully it'll be even better coming up soon. All right, guys. Should we talk about the Batman? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, we're not doing insults today because we've had a solid hour of tech issues. So let's just dive right in, shall we? <laughs> the Batman. Uh, let's see. So do we do any recap? Uh, we're going to assume that people have seen the Batman. So this it's is outside of spoiler range. Yeah, it's outside of spoiler range. Uh, it's been three or four weeks since it came mm-hmm. out. Um, and it's the new one with, uh, what's his name? Robert Pattinson. Um, and we'll talk about his performance. Um, his... <laughs> His lack of performance in some cases. Thank you. Uh, Anyway, yeah, we're going to get to all that stuff. Ryan. Yes. Because you're not Vilya, and she's going to have a lot to say as the Batman expert here, (laughs) uh, I I, I want you to tell me what you thought of the Batman. How did you enjoy it? Uh, Just just 30,000 foot view. 30,000 foot view. I 
enjoyed it, but it had a little bit more of a real tone than I actually cared for. Uh, it was one of those things where like, I actually could see a lot of this happening on the news today. Like it mm-hmm. kind of hit a little closer to home than I would keep it. So I came out of it feeling a little gross, but as a whole, I still enjoyed it as a Batman film. There's a lot that I didn't know about it going in, which was good and bad. Yeah. Uh, I, but yeah, I, I, as a whole, I enjoyed the film. I can't remember which of us saw it first, uh, but when the last of us saw it, we were texting back and forth about it. Do you remember what I said uh, about like the overriding emotion? Uh, it's been it's been a couple of weeks, so I, I don't expect you to actually remember. But I remember texting with you about it, uh, where we've had quite a few Batman's now to to deal with a, a few portrayals, live action movie portrayals. It's getting to be like Spider Man, isn't it? Um, and Almost, yeah. This Batman, I came out of the theater thinking the overriding emotion from the character himself and kind of the movie generally was sad. It was so, and I mean that literally, not like pathetic or whatever, just everything was so sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was sad. The thing, the people around him, everybody was sad. Uh, does that track with your experience, Vilya? Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. It is a very real, very sad portrayal, but Batman is sad. Right, but I've always felt like with other portrayals that I've seen, uh, that sadness comes with like you know, kind of that iron determination, and and he does have kind of a dark wit or humor often that that he uses uh, in you know, in, again in other portrayals, not so much in this one. No, but I will say so. This Batman, um, by the way, I almost didn't see it. Because I watched, I hated the trailer so much. And you know how normally they're like, oh, they put all the best parts of the movie in the trailer. There's no point in seeing the movie. I felt like they put all the worst parts of the movie in this trailer. And I was like, this is going to be like a sad sack, like Mm -hmm. just mopey Batman. I don't want to see it. It's going to be like just gritty for the sake of being gritty, which I don't love. Um, And it was dark and it was sad. But... um, the thing that I liked it way better than I thought I was going to. And the reason why I liked it was because it's an actual detective comic movie. Like Batman is like the origins of Batman detective comics is a detective movie. It's a crime movie. And I haven't seen a Batman detective movie done that way in live action. And instead of just being a pure comic book movie, action movie, this was a detective crime movie. And I loved that about it. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Todd, Todd, thoughts, feelings? I I went into it hopeful and was disappointed on certain levels. One of them was Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne, not necessarily Robert Pattinson as Batman. I I was okay with his Batman performance and I was okay with, and I was really happy with some of the cinematography in the Batman, in the fights that Batman did. I thought that was really well done. But... I want Batman to be both Batman and Bruce Wayne. And we got lots and lots of Batman and... Uh, Almost no Bruce Wayne, And right? what we did get with Bruce Wayne was enough to make me say, I care so little about this character that I don't want him around. I don't want to, I didn't want to see him at all. So, so I, th- I think we should actually dig into this because it, it feeds into... Uh, my major complaint or a couple one of my couple major complaints with the movie um which i generally did like i will say i came out of the theater thinking hey that was that was cool yeah. I, i'm glad it was made i'm glad i saw it whatever so 
everything I'm about to say throughout the rest of the podcast, just keep in mind, yes, I, I feel generally positive toward this, this movie. Uh, but this idea that we didn't get any Batman, there were so many threads, or I sorry, not much Bruce Wayne. There were so many threads that either came out of nowhere, which, you know, this movie is a structural mess. Uh, threads, things that came out of nowhere or threads that were not pulled, things left unexplored. And so the whole thing with, um, you know, the revelation that his parents were part of this, uh, the, the reason that Gotham is such a cesspool now, it's like them and the, uh, the Arkham's and, mm-hmm. you know, and it was this, I, I don't remember all the details now. It's been a month, you know, and Falcone. But, uh, right. And they yeah. were, they, they were in bed with Falcone who did their wet work for them, uh, et cetera, which we should talk about one uh, time. Know, Right, right, right. One time. Anyway, my, <laughs> my, let's not throw the lanes underneath the monorail in Gotham quite yet. So my, no, no, no. Hang on, hang on. Let me make my point. My point is just this, that that, that revelation should have given us... Uh, that's 45 minutes of Bruce Wayne's story that could have been delved into and given Robert Pattinson something to do as Bruce Wayne. And how is he going to grapple with this? The conversation, he had a short conversation with Alfred about it, and then just kind of, whatever, I'm going to go fix problems now and punch people in the face. As Batman. Yeah. Right, exactly. But uh, I think they acknowledge that in the movie because at one point they basically say, this is who you are. You are Batman. You're not whoever is behind the mask. It's irrelevant because you are basically Batman. And he says that throughout the movie as well, like, this is a movie about Batman. This is not a movie about Bruce Wayne, which is great because I also thought Bruce Wayne was terrible and I thought Batman was great. Um, and so I actually really like that this wasn't an origin story. This wasn't about Bruce Wayne and his parents necessarily. Like, yes, they could have gone into it more when they brought up the parents, but for a movie called The Batman, it's just about Batman. They didn't do what I expected for a first movie from a new Batman to do. and. Yeah. Like, I love that they just dropped it right in. Like, he's already friends with the commissioner. He's already going to crime scenes. He's already doing his bat. He's got a bat signal right. already. Like, it's all there. It's just about Batman. And given how mopey Bruce Wayne <laughs> was with his makeup and his swoopy hair, like, <laughs> I did not care to have any more of him on the screen than I needed to. Fair Amen. enough. Ryan, Amen. thoughts, feelings? I, I will... I think that's a really interesting point you brought up because it was something about the film that threw me just a little bit um, is that we did, there isn't an origin story here. You're right. Uh, we're, we're well into things, but we're not very far into his tenure as Batman. And that's something that wasn't, I didn't really understand until mm-hmm. after the fact. And we're like, oh yeah, this is Batman year two basically is yeah. where he's at because that to me affects this whole Bruce Wayne Batman relationship because most of the depictions of Batman that we have in the films He's got a, he's had time and a ba- way to figure out the balance when he has to be Bruce Wayne, when he has to be Batman, or what he looks like when he is Bruce Wayne in the Nolan series where, you know, he's acting like the, the crazy playboy billionaire type thing. This Batman, this, you know, Robert Pattinson hasn't necessarily had the time to figure out Bruce Wayne and Batman, how do they work together? And they don't, and he right now just wants to be Batman. And I think part of the, the little thread in there is the idea of, you need to figure out how to balance this. And especially in his conversations with Alfred and stuff like that, you've got to keep your family's legacy alive. You can't just disappear into the Batman entirely. And that is that if they are smart, that is part of the main storyline going forward is him figuring out the balance between the two. 
Yeah, you've got to assume that's what they were setting up, right? His conversations with the new mayor, his conversations with Alfred, like it's all leading to like, I wouldn't be surprised if the next, if they do another Batman movie, which it made a ton of money. So I assume they will. Um, You have to assume that that's going to be like, how does he build this alter ego of playboy Bruce Wayne Batman, Mm -hmm. which would be a big 180 from the Bruce Wayne we got in this movie. So I don't even know what that would look like with Robert Pattinson, but they could move him, but they could move him in different directions. They could make him not so much the playboy right now, but certainly bring him in as the industrialist and have him save his family's company. And, you know, some of those kinds of things that are going on. I, I think there's a, and, and the, the mopey, the mopey Bruce Wayne, here's the one thing that I wonder about. Uh, and, and I wonder about this more perhaps as an actor than I do as anything else. What was the direction he was given? Was he told to be absolutely useless? Was he told to be so sad and mopey all the time I, so that yes. so that we would yeah. take it so far away from things that the only we've, thing that was interesting was this other direction? Yeah. We've had enough Robert Pattinson now, you know, it post Harry Potter, post Twilight. We've had enough Robert Pattinson to know that he is very, very good. Yeah, he's a capable he, he actor. He can do he other can, things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And as Batman... He was engaging yes. and interesting yep. and nuanced. I really liked some of those scenes. Yeah, I really liked him as Batman. And I actually was reading that they styled him. The direction his stylist was given was make him look like Kurt Cobain. And so when that's like how they're styling him, you can only imagine that's the direction he's given. Wow. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It makes sense, though. I don't necessarily know that it's a, like that as an audience that we're going, everyone's going to love that take. But the idea of where is where is Bruce Wayne in his process, like, and what does he need to come out of it to become to move from being vengeance into justice, which is one of the key threads through this whole piece. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's it going to take to pull him out of that? He, his starting point has to be has to have that bitterness, has to have that, and maybe it's not nuanced enough. I don't know. Like, I didn't get enough of Bruce Wayne to actually get a good read on what it was. But to me, I was like, okay, he's he's sad. He's still up trying to figure out what's going on. I I really would love to know a little bit more of how this Batman, how this Bruce Wayne got to where he is. Yeah. Because obviously they make the, they uh, have a little moment where they show, tell him that Alfred has trained him, uh, yep. which is like, okay, that's, that's something that... There's something left unexplored, I would say. <laughs> right now. But yeah, so there's, I don't know, to but, me, that's that's what I want to see going forward, I guess. Can, can I, can I actually riff on that for just a second right now okay so that's that's what we have right now i get that thanks to marvel and you know a few other things star wars and harry potter and things that came before everybody wants the franchise right that's your cash cow you want to build the franchise as and so i get that from a business perspective that's how hollywood wants to do it right now as a consumer i'm kind of burning out on that stuff and i just uh, for heaven's sake give me two hours of a, a nice story two, not three right well we'll get there <laughs> anyway. but no but uh a two-hour movie that tells me a story that gives me that raises questions and gives me answers yeah. uh, it, it, that doesn't leave everything unexplored there's so much in this movie that just either comes Begs out of nowhere or one. Exactly, or yeah. begs for more story. And so, yeah, like you say, Ryan, the whole, like, yeah, we could get more out of this later. That's great. I hope we do uh, now that we have another franchise on our hands. Then, yeah, okay, great. Um, I hope we do get those explanations, but I I, I want them here. I want is them in this Wars, story. Is it Star Wars' fault or is it the Lord of the Rings' fault 
And I'm not talking about the Lord of the Rings, the movie. I'm talking about the Lord of the Rings, the book, the epic telling that took three installments. And I'm not, I'm not trying to diss that. I'm just trying to say that was so powerful in the mythos of everything that we've grown up with that I wonder if Tolkien unwittingly set the stage for just about everything to feel like it needs three big installments to feel like it's telling its full story. I think that's certainly true in the publishing industry, in the uh, in the uh, speculative fiction world, yes, but movies look, they should look elsewhere for blame on, okay. on this, I think. Okay. So. I... I also want to know how you how we balance the idea of what you're talking about there, this franchise burnout or whatever, with the idea that you don't need to tell your audience everything or pay everything off necessarily. Like to me, the one the the line about uh, Alfred training Batman about training him, it makes me want to know more, but I don't ha necessarily need more. That is all that yeah. it requires yeah. to make the story carry on its own I, I felt like the movie worked by itself i like i said before i was happy that it dropped you right in the middle of the action we're having a self-contained mystery you got in yeah there are threads you can pull later but like do you have to no if this was the only movie people wouldn't be like oh there was this cliffhanger like they never did this or that like you get a batman movie by itself <laughs> uh so all right so we've talked about, uh, you know, things left unsaid, but now let's talk about things that came out of nowhere. For instance, uh, we haven't even gotten to the Riddler yet. So it was a Paul, Paul Dano uh, plays the Riddler. Yeah. Uh, and there's some interesting stuff there that they kind of, they, they poked at, you know, oh, he's the mirror image of Batman. And, and again, they didn't quite dive into it but they they presented you with this thing and and let you decide what you will with it which i guess is fine um but the the paul dan the the whole third act with paul dano's riddler comes out of nowhere he's leaving clues there's this whole detective thing going on let's see if we can catch him and then out of nowhere it's like, oh, and also Gotham has these water, the, the dikes that he's going to blow up. What, what do they call them? The walls? The, the, the water wall. The, or yeah. Something. Uh, I don't know. Seawall. Seawall. Sea Thank wall. you. The seawall. That's what they call them. Uh, so they, they, it, they have the seawall that he's going to blow up. And then everybody has to rush to the Madison Square Garden and pack in so that then his army of... Um, of of wannabes of trolls internet trolls but you know they're <laughs> they're uh they're parodying the legendarium discord uh you know with i'm just i'm kidding he made it <laughs> <laughs> no no they're they, you know the whatever the internet trolls the 8chan mm -hmm. kind of whatever this thing that they're uh, that they're riffing on um that stuff especially the the seawall there's apparently i went back and looked and somebody said yeah there's a mention of the seawall in a news clip that somebody is watching in the background of a scene earlier in the movie and that's it that is the only indication until the plan is in motion and is already happening that's the only indication we get so this this plot comes out of nowhere um and it goes from like oh i'm leaving cryptic cards uh, and, you know, and targeting individual uh, politicians or, you know, important people or whatever. It goes from this to this massive, like, I'm going to murder a, a thousand people in this city. Just like that, with no explanation of where that came from. Um, and then the other thing was the internet trolls. Like, 
it just kind of oh oh okay so now he's you know an 8chan master who you know is controlling all these hordes of people i don't know it just it felt like it the whole third act just kind of dropped out of the sky and was a whole different movie from what i was seeing before the but, internet trolls oh, i'm sorry no, no no i i i saw out of the corner of my eye i saw ryan tilt his head <laughs> uh, which he always does when he's getting ready to tell me that i'm a piece of garbage with a bad opinion um, I, I think mm-hmm. the the internet trolls were <laughs> i'm 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 taking the bad opinion first i think the internet trolls kind of surprised me out of the middle of nowhere yeah. but the seawall piece uh especially when he goes to see the Riddler and he says, I thought you got it. I thought you were going to understand all the clues that I left. And because the Riddler was always about leaving clues and it was up to Batman to figure it out. And because this is a new Batman, he's young. He hasn't, he hasn't perfected all of his detective skills. He had to go back. And when he rips up the carpet and he sees it all laid out, then he's like, oh crap, I screwed up. And so for me, the the seawall piece mm-hmm. that I loved, I thought that was awesome. But yeah, then all these guys show up wearing the same Riddler mask thing. I was like, okay, come on, who had those in Target? Yeah, what's yeah? Anyway, I, oh, go on. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with that. I think the whole time and. For a detective story, Batman is not a great detective, actually. Like, the whole time, <laughs> he's just like, I, I mean, how many times in the movie? And I think, they, I think they're self-aware about that, because how many times do they say, like, you still don't get it? Yeah. Why do you not get it? Okay, let me give you more clues. And then the Penguin's like, you're an idiot if you, this is what you thought this clue meant, you know? And they, so, like, he's really not a good detective at all. And so many fewer people would have died if he had just gotten the clues the first time around, hadn't gone to Arkham, wasted all that time, like he could have just figured out the seawall thing, you know. So I but I really liked that because it's like building. Yeah. He, he's constantly saying, you don't get it. There's a bigger picture. There's a bigger picture. There's a bigger picture. And we as the audience are kind of taken along that journey where we're like, is this the whole story? OK, now we figured out this mystery. And I was kind of like, well, that was a boring mystery. And then he's like. Actually, that wasn't it. That still wasn't it, you know. So I don't know. I felt like we kind of went on that journey with Batman where there's this whole bigger thing that if you're really paying attention, I mean, even with the internet hordes, like you see him riling up there was a D, the Gothamites, a, a D you know. In there, ladies and gentlemen, the internet hordes. Hordes, yes. <laughs> I mean, you see that. You just see them getting the people on the streets holding the Riddler signs. Like you kind of get hints that he's playing off of the crowd, right? right. So I don't and know. They constantly I disagree. show his videos. They showcase him talking to people through the internet videos. You can see that mm-hmm. that's right. where he is putting a lot of that out there. I think that there is a certain level with this where all the pieces are probably there. I, I actually believe that they're all there. I haven't gone back to rewatch them to everything to see that everything's there. But I think that they may have, no offense to the entire audience, <laughs> but you may have outsmarted your audience by hiding them too deep or making them too you know, third turn past, uh, I don't, like, I don't think that's insulting. No, I, I think you're right. And it's, I think that, um, I, I look, I am not a stupid man. I don't pretend to be a genius billionaire playboy th- philanthropist or whatever. Like I'm not, I'm Just not two a, of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over four here. Okay. <laughs> um, no, but, uh, like I'm, I'm not a genius, but I'm a smart person and I can keep up. And if you're right, if these things were laid out, then, it, like you said, it's so deep, it might as well not be there. Yeah, it's that's my inclination is that all the pieces were there because I, the act, the third act, 
the actually I'm the exact opposite. The internet trolls are not did not surprise me at all because seeing the way he posted and everything like this felt like a very real response. Like yeah, I I see that. The seawall came out of nowhere for me a little bit. Like as soon as he pulled the carpet up, I'm like, oh okay, well I guess we're doing this then. It fits. <laughs> it does fit with his trying to wash Gotham clean. He's got this his this whole thing. Like I get it, but I didn't get it until like Batman got it. I guess maybe that's what you were aiming for. <laughs> right. We're um, all as stupid as Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Which should make many of us feel really good. This is still early Batman. This is still Batman. Yeah. Early He's into his process. He's great at riddles, though. He's always like, two seconds later, here's the answer. And I'm like, really? You know every riddle within two seconds? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, let me tell you something that I actually really liked about the Riddler character, and that's the uh, costume design. And this kind of goes for the Batman and the Riddler. Uh, the costume design was really interesting with one specific piece that I noticed. First of all, I liked, generally, I liked the costume design for everybody. Um, it, Ryan, I think this might go to your point about things being a little too real, uh, but I actually kind of liked it where his costume, both of their costumes, felt very thrown together, very homemade. Yeah. 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 And there was one piece that I noticed, and that was the nose uh, on both masks for Batman and the Riddler is the same thing, just in different colors, where it, it, this is not a polished bat suit like you get in the Nolan trilogy, Yeah. Uh, where you know everything is you know one piece, it's very sleek. Yeah. This one is like, oh, well, I made a mask and I needed something to go over the nose, so I found a spare piece of leather and you know riveted it over the right spot right and then you look at if somebody can tell me if i'm wrong but my as memory serves that nose piece was the same for the riddler as well and so it does give you that visual cue that it's the it's just kind of this twisted sickly green version of what you have been watching with the dark knight yeah i loved the costume design i really liked the bat suit which i mean once we've had george clooney and the nipple suit like you can only go up from there right? oh i was gonna say yeah. down yeah no it, you mean off of those mountains on his chest you can only go down <laughs> sure craig sure uh no i mean it can only be an improvement i really liked it it was functional um one of the complaints i've often had about batman including christopher nolan's batman which that's my favorite batman um is that it should be really obvious to anyone that there are a small handful of people in Gotham who can afford this suit. Right. Right. <laughs> but Robert Pattinson's bat suit, it's like, that's not the case. And he's riding around on a motorcycle. Like, he could be anyone. He doesn't have to be the billionaire playboy. You know, you almost you almost want Christian Bale to roll up to Robert Pattinson's <laughs> Batman and go, I'm not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> right. Because he basically is. Yeah. He is. Um, now, what, what did we think of? Okay using costume design to now shift gears a little bit let's talk about catwoman and selena kyle what's it, zoe kravitz okay ryan why are you laughing is that uh, just a terrible transition no 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 it's it's fine transition thank you um, thank you that's uh, i take the, great pride in that one the the catwoman so costume wise the catwoman thing it, it fits with the aesthetics of every other piece in the show like everything visually in the show works within the realm that they've created I think some of it is stupid. <laughs> the the open front hockey mat or the open front ski mask and then cutting off the bottom like are you afraid people are going to identify you by the bridge of your nose? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, so hers was the worst. Yeah. Right. I, I think yeah. this is fair to say her costume design was the worst one. Well, and I I'm I'm sorry. Catwoman is supposed to be an expert cat burglar, high end. I mean, it, based on the mythos 
is this where Catwoman is getting her start? I think that's and, the implication. And yeah. if that's the case, man, she should be doing time because she's not that good. Um, or dead because she's not that good. Um, they've they've just kind of... Her, her uh, stunning abilities come out of the middle of nowhere, I thought. I didn't really, I didn't really get the feeling that uh, because she was an orphan who was raised on the rough streets of Gotham, that that makes her an equal on the superhero <laughs> level that Batman is. Batman's, Batman's that way because he's got a suit that'll take some damage and he can hit people really hard. Um, I didn't I, didn't the, buy Catwoman. The, in the this? Catwoman character was like, um, okay, so it worked for Halle Berry, so we're going to throw a Catwoman in and make everybody. It worked for Michelle Pfeiffer, so we're throwing. It. I mm, I think we can all be grateful there wasn't quite as much. Uh, how to put this delicately jiggleage as in the Halle Berry version. <laughs> they were uh, shooting like, for it. I thought they were shooting for it. There in were a couple I, of those scenes. There were, no, I, there were definitely some scenes like, you know, uh, you ever watch like the wire, the Sopranos or something where, yeah. uh, you know, half the scenes have to take place in a strip club so that they can get people to come watch the show. Cause yeah. Hey, nudity. Um, there, there were definitely a couple of things where I'm like, this could have taken place elsewhere, but they, but Zoe Kravitz is a stunningly beautiful woman and hey let's get her in these costumes and it, like okay fine. fine whatever uh but the cat suit um and, and especially the mask was very much like Ugh, i don't i don't want to look at you you don't okay but counterpoint okay as a woman watching this mm-hmm. um her outfit was much more functional in yeah. a lot of ways than anne hathaway because I cannot there, there get over men. four inch heels. Yeah, the heel, the the knife heels that I was just like, no one would run in this. No mm-hmm. one would go burglarize anything in these heels. Her hair was always like flying everywhere. Like her hair is cropped short unless she's wearing a wig. She's wearing functional clothing. She's wearing shoes. She can mm-hmm, mm-hmm. run around in. No, like, totally. I I was like, this is actually functional clothing for what you are trying to accomplish. Aside that. from the face mask, which you're like, okay, yeah, you can see your entire face, so that's not that's not doing anything. <laughs> No, I, I think I'm, I'm with you on that. Ryan, do you have uh, thoughts on uh, Catwoman? Yes, I, I actually really like the character Catwoman. I thought Zoe Kravitz did a fantastic job with She's it. She's really talented. I thought her storyline of being connected to um, Falcone, like the whole thing, like that's not an aspect that's usually explored so much with her character. Is this Green. that a little more of her origin story as to how she got to be the way she is. And yeah, I, I watched that and went, I like this Catwoman. It's, it's good Catwoman. Yeah. And they had good chemistry, I thought. Yes. I thought Batman and Catwoman had good chemistry, which is important for that character. And it really, other than it really setting a very odd tone for Bruce, for Bruce Wayne Batman early on when he's like voyeur across the street, you know, with his binoculars. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. a little creepy. Like, I was just going to say, that's actually, I'd completely forgotten about that. I was just going to laud this film uh, because in the Dark Knight Rises, there's that really excruciatingly gratuitous shot of her climbing on the motorcycle and it just like zooms right in on her rear end. Um, and it's it's just, it's a little bit like, Christopher Nolan, this is not like you. Who decided this was the right yeah. thing? I, yeah. I don't know. It felt weirdly out of place. Um, and I was going to say, yeah, we didn't have any of those, but there was that there shot was where it kind of like pans up her body as she's going through the apartment yeah that was a little off wasn't it there's so there's something that i noticed at the beginning or throughout this whole thing that it threw me at first and then someone made a comment that helped me put it in somewhat perspective but i'm not sure that it flies for everybody because pattinson in as batman spends a lot of time staring at people (laughs) 
<laughs> in this. He really does like sitting there. Yeah. yeah. He just sits there and he like he just stares at the kid for a while, or he's you know he's staring at. Us. And then they're like, yeah, but remember he's got camera contact lenses mm. that he's going to rewatch that footage, and if he's zipping around everywhere, he's not going to be able to track that. I'm like, okay, say that. Oh no, I I so say I'm actually that. not with you on that because I did get that in the movie eventually i felt the same way as i was going through the first third of the movie i'm like move your eyes man like you're freaking me out you're freaking everybody else out and then when they finally revealed all the the camera footage i was like oh yeah that's kind of cool yeah i thought it was neat there's a very easy spot that they have there where they they can give that to the audience though when he gives the contacts to to catwoman and she's wearing them in the first time like have her zip around with her eyes. No, you've got to look and hold but still. But he says that. He does. He, does. he, he says does. it a few yeah. times. Yeah. He, sa- he, he says multiple times, like, you have to look at them or I won't be able to identify them. Like, you have to hold their got gaze, it. you know. Then I just missed it. Yeah. Missed yeah, it. yeah. But, she doesn't want to make eye contact with some creeper yeah. in the bar. And yeah. Yeah. And or, he says, you have to so that I can. But then if he's recording everything, then him staring through the window at her getting undressed is even creepier because then he's got the footage. Right. Like, and doesn't, this is going in a special bat file. And doesn't Alfred see that and go, oh, well, this is different. Bruce, I mean, I yeah. it, 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 that, was, that was one of those moments where I was like, oh boy. Computer, <laughs> computer file away in bat porn, please. <laughs> oh, jeez. Leave it to Ryan to say that. Usually that's Ken's job. Yeah, but you know, I guess somebody's got to do it. He's not here. Uh, all right, so where where are we left now? We've had, I think we've all had a lot of uh, complaints to air. Um, we've had some praise to air as well. Uh, show of hands, because this is podcasting. We all had a good time with this movie. Do yeah, I, yeah. Like yeah, overall, yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. four hands go up. Yeah, we we had a good time with this movie. Uh, so, what were the best things that you can remember from the movie, Vilia? You're the one who saw it most recently. Um, yeah, what, I saw it yesterday. If you were to nail down, I something. Yeah, I like I said, I love that we get a detective Batman that we get a mystery mm. Batman like we haven't had before, but that harkens back to the comics. Um, I felt like this was a comic book lovers Batman in a lot of ways. I know some of the dialogue was horrible, but when you think about <laughs> it, but when you think about it as comic book frames, suddenly some of those really cheesy lines are framed in the same way that you would have mm. them as like comic book pages. And yeah. I, I really, th- I enjoyed that. Um, and the number one best thing in that movie was the shot of Batman upside down walking through the fire after the car chase. Mm-hmm. Like beautiful, that was really cool. cool. Like yeah. for that have, was your it was yeah. a it was a trailer shot that deserved to yeah. be in the movie. So often yeah. you see a trailer shot and then you watch the movie and you're like, you really just kind of you shot that for the trailer for the trailer. And that one was uh, it was too cool to not make it into both. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I so when I went in, I I knew that we were looking at early Batman, and so I was thinking about Frank Miller's Year One series. Mm. And so when I when I get dropped in the middle of it, I'm like, I know exactly where I'm at. I know exactly what's going on. I know that we're still trying to figure out all of the utility belt and all of the bits and pieces. So this is going to be a very very much a street fighting Batman instead of a gadget Batman. Totally cool with that. Loved the loved the way that that aesthetic worked. Um, I've said my things about what I thought was missing. The one thing that I really liked, and Ryan, you kind of touched on this, is that in the beginning of the movie, he you know he 
he gets the group of jokers together that are going to beat on the kid and he says i'm vengeance um oh boy and and you, i was you like, had to say it and i was like okay great because he's he's making this very clear that this is still his working out all of those kinds of things and at the end of the film we see that moment where he's working with the uh the national guard getting people rescued and we see it starting to tip the scales to becoming no i'm about justice and so i really liked that play and it was very satisfying from the from a comic book fan standpoint again i knowing where it's all at knowing how it's all couched i was absolutely thrilled with yeah. those pieces i i yeah. like i like that progression from vengeance to justice where um it's uh, oh, sorry, I got to turn off the uh, monitor. I'm hearing everything happening in the house right now. Um, <laughs> where that it's very human nature-y, where yeah, yeah. Your, your nature, as you, the caveman brain part of us is about vengeance. Um, and then in, as he matures, as he civilizes, mm-hmm. one might say, he starts to reject that caveman brain part and go, okay, there is a higher... Uh, a higher motivation that I can have that would have a lot of the same actions and the same ends. Um, but the Driven means, or, you know, the, the reasons I'm going about them are going to be higher. Yep. Um, yeah. Right. So yeah, I do like that. Um, although I, I have to go back to what you said, the, uh, the I am vengeance. That was another thing that came out of nowhere where at the end of the movie, everybody seems to know that he goes around saying this and there's no indication. Like he says it once or twice at the beginning of the movie. And then it's a punchline to these randos like the, the maybe it's because the guys. Joker guys were filming when he first comes up to them. I think, and I, oh, I don't know, maybe, but, but remember, yeah, they didn't answer it. He's yeah. been doing this for a year. This is year two. He says, I've been doing this for a year. I think he's been saying that for a year and everybody that they've been pulling in saying, dude, you know, what do you remember? He said he was vengeance, man. <laughs> and so I think that that's where fine, it becomes from. Fine, but I I don't I feel like it's I don't feel like it's handholding for the movie to just yeah. kind of explain that a little. I'll bit. I'll give you that one. You know, yeah. I thought um, he let the kid get away, who heard the whole thing. Like, I feel like that's kind of to me the the explanation for how that gets out there is that yeah the kid that gets away. That's fine. That's fine. Um, Ryan, do you have a, a favorite thing you want to bring up? Uh, couple things i'll try and lightning round some of this here really quick um colin farrell is the penguin i loved it incredible he does a great job as penguin the costuming is incredible did you know did you know there are people in this world who don't like watching colin colin farrell you didn't believe that i didn't recognize him (laughs) i know same here i I knew it was someone famous and i kept being like who is that who is that when they said at the end colin farrell i went i had i went to my phone and went through and was like really yeah. Okay, sorry. Go yeah. on, Ryan. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, I loved the Batmobile, the Batmobile reveal in this one. Was, <laughs> yes. was so cool. fun. Yes. I have a little bit of an issue with the end of that sequence. I'm like, no, Penguin should be dead. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Penguin should be dead. There shouldn't be a really cool cinematic shot, which is incredibly cool. But yeah, he should be dead. That um, The Justice Vengeance the arc, the whole thing, I absolutely yeah. love because seeing it mirrored in, he doesn't see it in himself. And the milestones throughout the movie of him having to learn that through conversations with Alfred, through his conversations with Catwoman, to the end where he has to convince her, you don't want to be vengeance, you want to be justice, yeah. where he's more convincing himself, which is a beautiful arc. Like, I thought that's probably one of the best and best executed arcs through the whole film, yeah. right there. Um, yeah, I like it. Anything else? Oh, Feeling man. Good? Yeah, we'll move okay. on. Uh, I will say, I, I liked 
that this and and this goes for Batman generally. We could say this about the Nolan movies as well. Uh, but after watching you know ten plus years of Marvel movies get progressively bigger and crazier, and you know pretty soon it's like the world is in danger. It's a city is in danger. Then the world is in danger. Then the galaxy. Then the the universe and you know all life forms and whatever. Um, it's all it's really refreshing to come to a movie that takes the stakes way back down. Um, where kind of like you were saying, Todd, this is Batman in his early years. Uh, and so, and, and this is, again, Batman generally is about Gotham. He mm-hmm. wants to save Gotham. That is his yeah. entire world. That's right. And that's why it, it's the Justice League stuff uh, often falls more flat for me than the Avengers stuff because Batman doesn't actually fit <laughs> with everybody else where Superman is, you know, about the whole world and he can save the whole world. The Flash can circle the world in, you know, a Flash. Uh, <laughs> but Batman always, it's like, what are you doing in at this, uh, you know, Ukrainian power plant or wherever they were in Russia or whatever? Like, why are, it just, it kind of doesn't work for me. So I like this movie that it brought the stakes back down. I thought that the, um, the scene that really... Uh, symbolized that really well was actually the car chase scene yeah. where it wasn't eight, it wasn't 8,000 cars going at Mach 3, uh, you know, down an infinite freeway. It felt more believable. This is the yeah. speed that cars would go. Uh, this is, you know, with the exception of <laughs> the, the penguin should be dead, like you said, Ryan. Or at least in jail. <laughs> right? Like he committed lots of felonies. Right. And people saw him do it. I mean, so did Batman. Yeah. If but, we want to go there. But uh, yeah, but I mean, didn't the commissioner or Gordon, he's not the commissioner, right? He saw him doing this drug deal. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he should have been in jail. It, it, that, that's or also dead. part of the, the whole Batman mythos is like these rich a-holes get away with everything and it takes a rich a-hole to fight the rich a-hole injustice. I don't know. It's weird. Batman's weird. Can we can we all just acknowledge that this is a weird character and a weird mythos that Absolutely. is utterly yeah. delightful and wonderful, Absolutely. but it's Absolutely. weird. So, anyway, uh Ryan, any final thoughts on the Batman before I ask you the biggest question? Oh, that now I'm just nervous about what question you're going to be bringing in. <laughs> no, it's though I I prepped you guys with this one before we started recording. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the Batman, no, I think uh I I want to see more. I will be honest. I do want more franchise with Pattinson as Batman. Mm-hmm. So if I want to see more of this and I hope that they follow it and I'm glad that they are cutting it off from the other DC Justice League stuff they're leaving. I know Ben Affleck has walked away, but that they're not going to try and shoehorn that into Justice League because that would be a giant cluster. Cluster something. what? Cluster what, Ryan? Cluster jump. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that what we call it now? Sure. Sure, 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 sure. Sure. No, I think I, I, I'm with you. I, I want to see more. In fact, I I liked all three movies that got cut off and jammed into this one that I wish I could... Like, I, I want to see more of... I want to see more of Catwoman's story, which was hinted at but not explored. I want to see more of Alfred and uh, Bruce and their relationship. I want to see more of this criminal underworld. I I want more of all of it. So yeah, but I'm with also less. Please under in one movie one there movie, should be less. Two hours, right? <laughs> two yes. hours. So yeah, one cohesive story told at a time. So we've got a few more minutes left, and I I asked you guys this question, or, or I told you I was going to bring this up, and so I'm interested to see what you guys have to say about this. The question is. Are comic book movies, qua comic book movies, over as a thing? 
Okay, so that's our comic book movies. I saw over. that. I saw that. Billy <laughs> is already. I'm already shaking my head. She's already pissed off at my line of questioning. But let me let me tell you what I mean by this. Okay, and so I'll give you the same. I'll, I'll give the people you the people. Sorry, Bane. Uh, the same the same analogy, which is AM radio. This is one of my favorite analogies for you know things that quote unquote die. Um, nothing really dies. It just changes, right? It changes where, like, no how, one's ever really gone. It, no one's ever really gone. <laughs> Best internet video of all time. It's in the rudder. Uh, okay, so what I mean by this is, AM radio used to be the height of media. That you know, families gather yeah. around, they listen to the Lone Ranger. It's a weekly appointment, daily. You know, you have your shows, whatever, um, and then television comes along and fm radio comes along and all these different things come along to essentially relegate it to kind of a corner of the media universe um so am radio quote unquote died but of course it's not gone it still exists and it's still uh fairly widely used you know political talk shows and sports talk shows and oldie stations and whatever else so it's not like am radio is gone but it did you know, other things came to the fore and relegated it to a back burner position. That's what I mean when I say, are comic book movies over? Or not even are they over now, but are we seeing that uh, kind of the cultural churn, are we on the downslope now? Okay, so the answer is no. Um, (laughs) There are two things that I think can happen here. One is um, we've been in this spot before. Lots and lots and lots of comic book movies, early 2000s, around the time when you're getting like um, the Daredevil movie, uh, that really horrible one. Yeah, like all of those movies. And then suddenly there's a lull in comic book movies. And then you get the Dark Knight, you get Batman Begins, and this starts this upswing again where suddenly comic book movies are everywhere and a resurgence. It wasn't, it wasn't Dark Knight. It wasn't batman it was spider-man that did spider that. Uh, yeah spider-man yeah. comes first you know but you ha- you have this like tail end of really bad movies where everybody's like we're not watching a single superhero movie ever again and then <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it didn't take that long before you it just takes one good superhero movie for people to start getting into superhero movies again and so i think we're probably mm-hmm. seeing the same thing where we're feeling saturated the quality of some of the movies or the engagement the level of engagement just isn't there anymore where people are feeling burned out or they're like uh I don't want to watch another, you know, I almost didn't watch this Batman movie. And I think you might get a bit of a lull and then you might get more. Or we're at a point now where also studios aren't willing to spend money on one-off movies or take chances on one-off movies anymore. So that they may also just keep pumping them out and wait for people to be interested again and hope that they get the golden goose at some yeah. point. You know, uh-huh. we. I, I love that you say we've been here before. 1979, Superman. Christopher Reeve, uh, he had two, uh, two and a half good Superman movies. Third one, uh, yeah. Then and, Neil before Zod, and and then we have and and then we had Supergirl come out as part of that franchise, and we had, uh, and then we had Pluto Nash, and everybody was like, <laughs> oh, okay, we're done with superhero movies. But then we had an upswing, you know, mid nineties, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with with Batman. Uh, the original, the the Michael Keaton Batman, which so much fun, so much like the cartoons that I had watched, um, such a different flavor, such a different feel than what we've got now. We will continue to ride this this uh, roller coaster. 
uh, particularly with Batman. I think as long yeah. as they continue to make Batman movies uh, or as long as they continue to have Batman comic books, they're going to continue to do this. I think the same is going to be true for Marvel. I think the the question is going to be, are we going to get more demanding of what a what a comic book movie is really about? Up to this point in time, we've got the the mega box office, let's throw everything in the world that we possibly can that Marvel has done. And we've got um, DC being much more successful at doing one character, stay with that one character, follow some of those kinds of things. Um, looks like they're, you know, I, I'm, I'm anxious to see what comes out with Black Adam. I'm anxious to see what comes out with uh, the Flash movie later on. Um, I, I think there's some real things that, that we can watch for that. Uh, but I, I think that we will, the one thing that I think is really going to make the difference too is going to be all of the streaming platforms. Maybe it goes through the switch like you're talking about, but I don't think it's over. I think we're just seeing a, we're just seeing a pivot in what all of this is going to be. Now, if and that's this, what this, you mean this by is exactly, it's over. This is exactly what I'm talking about. The, the days when everybody in the world almost literally went to see Avengers Endgame, I right? Think, everybody went to that movie. But I uh, think you'll still have those. You just have more opportunities to flesh out the rest of the universe in the other streaming platforms. Which is going to drive me freaking yeah, bonkers. Agreed. That's fine. Agreed. That's fine. Uh, it's, it, Todd, you said something earlier uh, about uh, one of the Batman movies. I don't, don't remember, don't care. Uh, where it was, if you you were frustrated oh no it was aquaman or if people just knew the source material they would have liked the movie but they didn't so they hated it and i'm like you shouldn't so you shouldn't have to know the source material like the back of your hand to enjoy a movie and similarly i don't like um how interconnected everything is where it's well have you seen this tv show if you haven't seen the tv show you're not going to get this movie and if you didn't read this if you didn't read this uh book that explains what happens in the animated series, then you don't get this character that pops up in this Star Wars movie who, you know, like that yeah. kind of, where it's fun if you're super, super immersed into it. I sure. get that it's fun, uh, but it doesn't sound, like the, the barrier of entry is way too high for me to be comfortable. I think you'll get both. I think you'll really get both. Yeah. It's kind of like the, the comic book industry itself has gone from monthly comic books where you have to get, six or seven different ones of the of, of the characters that you follow to make sure that you're getting the full story because that's how they keep you involved. But they've also started coming out a lot of graphic novels that are single encapsulated stories that you can follow that all the way through. Batman Year One is a perfect yep. example of that. And I think that's what we're going to see is that we're going to continue to get superhero movies like that that'll show up in the main theaters but for people that want to be immersed in those universes, I'm I'm willing to bet you're going to see both. All right. Yeah, I, th- I think we will get a point where there will be another movie that that they say, "Oh, this one is so good, everyone goes to see it." Right. Yeah. Well, at the very beginning of this conversation, I Wait said our comic book movie's Ryan- over, and Ryan immediately said, "No." <laughs> so, Ryan, eight minutes later, what do you think? I agree with what's been said so far, but there is something that is different about now than in the past, and that is the existence of the Endgame saga. We have never had a comic book series or stories that have been so big and so built up over time that uh, when Craig is talking about fatigue and consider like that is actually a legitimate thing. So if the question is, are comic book movies dead? No. No, that's, but yeah. But is that's... fatigue 
a real thing? Is there a very is there a lot of saturation of this out there? Absolutely, because it makes money and it does well. Um, are we going to get back to people going? Everyone going to go see a Marvel film? Yep, yep. Because we were in a semi similar situation in the Marvel timeline setup back when Iron Man first came yep. out. Yep. The difference is now we know what we can get, and so now we have expectations that didn't exist back when Iron Man came out and Spider Man came out and those things. So there's going to be a wider array of things available, like you said, through the streaming platforms, through all the through that setup. Um, but ultimately, these stories, this is a genre that is not going to go anywhere. It's not going to, it will change a little bit in terms of connectedness. And I think the biggest downfall that it can possibly have is what was talked about just a minute ago with having to have too much outside information. Mm -hmm. Like you have to have watched the... You have to have watched, uh, you know, WandaVision to get Multiverse of Madness or anything like that. Which which we know from the trailers will be true. I I will disagree with that statement. I think you'll want to. I think people that have seen it will enjoy it differently than people who haven't, it's, but both can enjoy it. It's, it's the idea of looking at like a masterpiece painting. Like there's this, you get one part of it and you see it and you see just how great it is and it works inside this, but then you realize it's part of a mural. It's part of a larger piece. Yes. Knowing, if you look at just that, knowing that the mural is around there, it, you feel like you are being deprived of something and it feels like, oh, I don't have everything I need to enjoy this. The truth is, especially as I go back and rewatch films, whether they be Marvel, other pieces, like a lot more has done a better job of standing on its own or standing alone than we give it credit for. Yeah. Like, there are very few films that I'd say doesn't work inside their own box. They definitely are enhanced by outside information, but very few of them actually don't work inside there. And as long as they maintain that, where it's this works inside of its own box, if you watch nothing else, this still makes sense, they'll be fine. And then there's the one movie that almost didn't work in its own box, which is the Batman. I think, but I think we all agreed it pretty much worked, mm -hmm. but you know, I have issues. Bits and pieces. All right, so... Uh, you guys feel good about that or, or do we have any other rantings and ravings that must come out? Uh, I'm looking at Todd very nervously, hoping I'm, that the answer is no. I'm more wanting the essay of things missed in the Batman because it, I, I did not catch as many things, obviously, as Craig did on that. And I want, I'm, I'm curious to know like what... I, I just want the, the essay from you on... the uh, Like all, all my little nitpicks and yes. whatnot? You won't get it. That's fine. But I don't know. Maybe Life we, is we, disappointment. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All unhappiness. All right. So uh, yeah, I, I think this is a good place to leave it. Uh, this uh, this idea of comic book movies as AM radio <laughs> is it's it's a strained analogy. It's not a great analogy, but I guess my whole point with that is just: are did we reach the mountaintop with Endgame, and are we on the downslope? Uh, or are, is this just uh, to strain our mountain analogy? Is this just a saddle before the next peak, you know? Uh, so there will be a lot of discussion. Please, everybody go to the Discord server, uh, which you can find a link to at thelegendarium.com. There will be, I'm sure discussion happening about this episode <laughs> so go there go check it out um, and uh, hey wait a minute were we going to talk about the bet oh gosh Kay. I just want to hear it. You know I what? I just want to hear it. We're going to we're going to cut and run. We're going to uh we'll just do an addendum at the end of this episode. So Okay. Okay. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh I I hate all you guys and roll the music. Okay, Todd, let's talk about the bet. 
Uh, I bet, just want to hear it. Uh, Todd wins the bet. That's all I wanted to hear. And I believe I I believe I actually lost the bet. I think I was the furthest yes, off. You were. I I and I'm totally thus happy to eat crow. I know I messed it up. So for those who don't know about the bet, uh, Vilya is one of these people yeah. who does not know what the bet is. We're talking about the Brandon Sanderson Kickstarter. Vilya, have you heard of this? Of course. Okay. Everybody's heard I'm of glad. this. Um, <laughs> Brandon Sanderson kickstarting four mystery novels next year. Um, and day one, I think it was 23 or 22 million. Lots. Uh, or maybe, maybe that was 48 hours. I can't remember. It was very early on. We were at like 22 million. Uh, and I guessed that we would end at like 26 and a half. Cause I was like, there's no way we're going to maintain this level. Uh, Ken guessed 50 at, at which I scoffed and should not have because it ended up at 41 and a half or if I 41.73 there you go 41 we'll call it 41.7 weirdo <laughs> um no I'm just kidding <laughs> that, uh, that point seven three is a lot yeah. of money yeah so uh yeah, exactly. I would take that point three <laughs> I would too I would too can I take those rounding difference <laughs> um that's right my entire salary is a rounding error uh, <laughs> to Brandon Sanderson's kickstarter I hate that guy uh no, Todd, you guessed what? 33-ish? 35. 35. Oh, no. You were 32 point... I think it was 32... Whatever. 32.4? Yeah. It was like 32.8 and Ken was 40 because the... Or no, Ken was 50. Ken was 50. Or no, you were 36 pointed because if when it crossed 42.2, Ken would have won. Yes. Because yeah. you he would have been closer than you were. So yes. anyway, congratulations. We're all going bowling. Uh, and I think as the loser, I, I can't remember. Somebody has to pay for bowling. Somebody has to pay for burgers. I'm sure the patrons will pay for everything. So uh, that's fine. Go to patreon.com slash legendary and just support They've the show. they paid enough. <laughs> In so many ways. So congratulations, Todd. You win the bet. I just wanted to hear it. Thank yeah. you. Congratulations. All right. See you, everybody.